Well, good morning, people of God. Uh, our word today comes from the letter to the Philippians, and this is uh, chapter 3, verse 7, uh, through uh, verse 14. And so listen now for the word of God. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as lost because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ in the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God. So in this letter to the Philippians, Paul is trying to ask us, are we living according to the world's ways or are we living according to the way of Jesus Christ? Are we growing deeper and connecting ourselves more deeply into the world's ways of doing things or are we more and more giving our life over to the power and the presence of Jesus Christ and let him be the Lord of our life? You see, we live in a society today where the good life is really judged according to what we have and what we do and who we are, that people are competing one against the other to have the higher status in society. Uh, we spend money on things so that we can, you know, have the good life. We spend money on experiences. We uh, often are doing things and saying things and spending money on things that really don't glorify God. But those are the things that the world tells us we should invest our time and effort in. Now, if I were going to label this, I would probably call it the Kardashian phenomenon. Now, to be honest, I don't really even know who the Kardashians are. But what I can tell you is, let's see, they're known for being uh, rich, and, and they're known for being famous, and they're known for being beautiful. As far as I can tell, they've never done anything to contribute to society. They've never done anything that's made the world better, but they are celebrities and everybody wants to be the Kardashians because apparently that's the good life that we seek in this day and age. Uh, I know some 10-year-old boys and one of them when asked, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, says, rich and famous. You see, the world is always telling us that that is the goal, that is the prize, that is why we run the race, so we can be wealthy, so we can be famous, so we can have more toys than anybody else. 
And the prize of the world is a competition in which more for me means less for you. That I am in a higher status than you are. Now, this is actually the way the world has been since the beginning. Paul is telling us that this is what's going on in the city of Philippi. Now, you have to know that Philippi was a Roman city. And in the Roman culture, what you did was you were always telling people your status, your prizes, your honors. So you would list out, oh, that I'm of this really important family. I'm a really important person, and I've won these awards, and I've won these prizes. You know, you put them up on your, your social media account so everybody can see. And that, of course, they didn't have that. But so everyone can see just how important you are. And so so in the, in the verses right before the passage we read, Paul says to the Philippians, look, I'm a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I was a Pharisee. I had the best education. I had power. I had privilege. People wanted to be me. I had everything that the world had to offer, and people knew it. I was at the, at the top of the heap. I was at the top of my game. I could do what I wanted. And yet, now Paul says, I consider all those things, all those ways and goals and prizes of the world to be rubbish. Now, if you knew Greek, you would know that rubbish is not a very good translation, but you can't put in the Bible and you can't say what this word really would translate to uh, because essentially it's a curse word. It's, it's vulgar. Paul is saying, I consider all those things to be excrement. I consider all those things to be sewage. They are of absolutely no value now that I know Jesus Christ as the source and the goal of my life. Those Things are worth nothing but throwing them away. You see, Paul is saying that the ways of the world are always pulling us apart and dividing us and causing us to compare our lives with other people. But in Jesus Christ, the goal of our lives is to be in relationship with others. We were once broken people, and now in Christ, with Christ as our head, we are to be in right relationship to God and others. This race of the Christian life is to open up spaces where real and life-giving relationships can emerge and grow person to person until we weave ourselves into a family with Christ as the head. There is a young man, Phil, by the name of Wutebu Shilamesh. Yes, I am inventing how it's pronounced. He is a junior at Wake Forest University. And uh, Wutebu grew up in the hills of 
Ethiopia, in the mountains of Ethiopia, in a very rural uh, kind of community. He was the ninth, uh, uh, the second of nine children. Uh, they were Christians, Orthodox Christians, and they lived basically in a hut with no electric, nope, not yet, with no electricity and uh, no running water. It's a very primitive kind of life. They were living like the uh, primitive ancient Christians lived in so many ways in the mountains of Ethiopia. Now, when he got to the age of six, like all young men in this village, he would begin to uh, tend to the sheep and the goats of uh, his family and care for all of the animals. And, and by all accounts, Wetebu loved the animals and loved being a shepherd. But unfortunately, one of the problems with that was that he did not get to go to school. And a very inquisitive young man, he wanted to go to school. And so he begged his parents to go to this school in a nearby town, which is a school that uh, uh, is uh, through sixth grade. Now, his parents agreed because they thought maybe he'd end up being a priest, but he had to still do his chores, and it took him five hours round trip each day to walk to the school and walk back. And he was so committed to his education that even though they had nothing like paper and pencil, he would go home and he would write on the leaves of the gabara trees or he would write on the rock face so he could study his lessons. This is how committed he was. Well, one day there in the village, uh, he had made a soccer ball, and you can see it way down at the bottom, out of old clothing. He had bundled it up, and he was uh, playing soccer with a bunch of the young boys. Now, tourists often come to this area to hike because it's a national uh, park and the mountains are well known. And, and this guy showed up, uh, one of the tourists, and, and, they, and the kids could tell he really wanted to play soccer with them. And they kind of ignored him for a while. And then Wutebu, who you can see there on the left, kicked him the soccer ball. The man kicked it back with Tebu, kicked it to him again, and next thing you know, this man was joyously and happily playing soccer with all the boys in the mountains of Ethiopia. When they had finished this soccer game, with Tebu, who was trying uh, to learn some English, uh, talking to uh, the tourists who would come by, walked with him for about 30 minutes, asking him questions, being excited to meet him, and when they parted, the man gave him $30, a fortune, for this young, poor Ethiopian boy. $30 to buy a jacket and handed him his business card, which was nothing but a bunch of scribbles and scratches to the boy. So he bought himself a jacket, he bought himself an English grammar, and he bought himself a new pair of sneakers. One of the other boys saw him with the new sneakers. He told him the story of how he'd met this man. And he pulled out the business card. And the, the other boy said, there's an email address on this. And Wutebu said, what's email? And he said, you use the computer. And Wutebu said, what's a computer? 
So the young boy explained to him that in the nearest city there would be an internet cafe and they could send a message to the man. So they walked 12 hours to get to this city. Wetebu writes in the best English he can, Hi, remember me from the soccer game. I want an education. Because his school only went, had gone through the sixth grade. And the man wrote back and said, I'll send you to school in the capital city. I'll get one of my associates there to set you up and to let you live with him. But Wetebu in this city, which was only 12 hours away, the capital city was much, much farther, and there was no way he could live at home and go to school. And so he had to convince his family, and see his family, that, that they should let him go to the city, which uh, the, the mountain people believed had cannibals who would eat those who came out of the villages, truly. But, but Grandma Lemlam, the woman with the head wrap and the, the cross on it, convinced the rest of the family that this was a great opportunity for young Wetebu and that he should be allowed uh, to go to school, which he did. Now, this man paid not only for three years of his schooling in Ethiopia, brought him to the United States to a prep school and is now paying for his college at Wake Forest. The man, as it turns out, if we could see the next slide, turned out to be Blake Mikowski, who is the founder and CEO of Tom's Shoes. He says he had never before given a child his business card, and he hasn't done it again. But there was something about the enthusiasm, the, the inspiration, the energy, the the inquisitiveness of this young boy that connected with him. So much so that today, uh, Wutebu is actually a part of Blake's family. And you can see him here with his wife and his son. Uh, you would think that, oh, the story is that Blake Mikowski has saved this Ethiopian boy's life, but if you listen to the Mikowskis, they say, Wutebu is like a son to us now. He has so enriched our lives, we hope our son will grow up to be just like him. He is so much a member of the family that, in fact, uh, he wears the Christmas pajamas with the rest of them. Hey, you know your family if you're wearing the Christmas pajamas. And Wutebu, next slide. Although he is only a junior right now at Wake Forest University, he actually already travels back to Ethiopia as often as he can. He's setting up nonprofits. He's creating opportunities for other poor children to get an education and to use their gifts on behalf of Christ. Wutebu is all about building relationships. And here is what Blake Mikowski says of this opportunity for them uh, to be family. He says, when I first went to see him at the school in the capital city in Ethiopia, it was just this moment in life when you feel, regardless of your religious belief, that God or a higher power kind of telling you you're doing the right thing. It was one of those moments I'll never forget. 
And as for Wutabu, he says it is about his values, his way of life in Christ. He says it's about being happy, staying positive, working hard, and loving. The power of love is limitless. You see, the goal of our life isn't about accumulating more things for ourselves. The goal of our lives is what we pour into others. The goal of our lives is how we create spaces for real relationships to emerge, relationships with people who are so very different from us, but Christ is bringing us together so that we might be family. You see, as we're nearing the end of this season of Lent, you and I have this opportunity to look at our lives and to ask, what in my life is not conforming to Christ? Where is my life more concerned about me and my gain than it is about opening and building relationships with others? Because ultimately, to know Christ and to share in Christ is to be pouring ourselves into the world, building relationships, bringing people together, and making Christ known. That is the prize that we seek. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.